Welcome to the EQFit Podcast. Our mission is to equip people to prosper in every aspect of their life. Whether you're at home or in the workplace, we explore practical ways of improving success, satisfaction, finding balance, and building enjoyable and beneficial relationships. Thank you for joining us. The last episode, we celebrated our 100th episode, which was very exciting. It has been quite a ride, quite a journey. And I thought this would be a really good time, as we are on episode 101, of reflecting on what's come in the past and give you an insight into what's to come in the future. There are a lot of changes going on in our world, and because of that, we have to change and adapt. Let me give you a look into my world. I'm a consultant. I'm a coach. I'm a trainer facilitator. I do that both on a professional level, but I also do it on a personal level. I work with people in life coaching, but I also work with them in business coaching or executive coaching, leadership coaching, team coaching. Embedded in all of that is my work with consulting, which is a little different than coaching in that I bring processes and solutions. The goal of all of this and my passion is really about bringing enlightenment and insight to people, whether it's in personal life or professional life, the more we can understand about ourselves and our place in the world, the more we can understand what our strengths and gaps are, the better we're going to be able to grow and develop and create the life that we want. It really is a journey. And the way that I help people is to provide good insight through good data assessments and then bring my years of experience into the conversation and help to guide people. I'm not the hero of the story. The people that I work with are the heroes. They are the ones that are overcoming challenges every day. They're putting in the hard work to develop themselves and and grow both in their personal life and their professional life. And I love being that person that coaches, trains, guides, helps, supports people as I watch them on their journey. The assessments, and we've spent several episodes now, focused on different kinds of assessments. And there's a reason for that. I wanted people to understand what you can truly get out of good assessments. And I think a lot of people are afraid of assessments. Is somebody going to judge me? Is somebody going to see me as not as worthy as somebody else? This whole comparison thing that we have going on in our world right now, is not all that healthy. And I really wish people could understand that we would be so much better served 
by focusing on what we can do with what we've been given and what we've developed over time. Our experience, our learning, our IQ, our EQ, all of those things that are a part of who we are. This is not about being better than somebody else. It's about being your best self. And that's what my world looks like. So the assessments are simply you telling yourself about you. Unless it's a 360 assessment where other people are sharing how you're showing up for them, most assessments are you telling yourself about you. They're mirrors that you can look in. Why do we do that? Because the mirror gives us a better view of who we are and assessments are a view of our internal self so that we can then take that reflection and think about it. Is there something I want to change? Is there something I want to get better at? What could I do about that? So today, it's kind of like a new chapter, and and I've got something very exciting to share. Yes, we're still talking about assessments. And bottom line, this is about as real time as it gets. This week, I participated in a certification process for an absolute game-changing assessment. I have only used that term one other time when I'm talking about all the different assessments that are out there. And I'll share you what that looks like. Because when it comes down to it, game-changing assessments do not come around very often. So what is this game-changing assessment? It's called Habit Story. Habit Story is the name of the assessment. To be honest, at first, I was not sure about the name. What does Habit Story mean? What exactly is being measured? How will I explain this cutting-edge assessment to people? Then I began the learning process, which quickly became a deep dive into decades of scientific research. To be honest about it, I'm still trying to figure out how to best describe this new assessment and the value that it brings. So if you'll give me the opportunity to kind of think out loud with you about this, I would really appreciate that. I think the best way to really introduce this new assessment that I truly believe is absolutely unique, there is nothing like it in the marketplace, and it is truly game-changing, levels of insight that we cannot get anywhere else. Um, But here's where I want to start. I want to share with you the current assessments that I use on a regular basis, and then I want to share why I use those to help give people insight, good information, good data, so they can make good decisions. And this applies to personal development, professional development, team development, organizational development. So it it covers both life and work. So here we go. I'm going to start 
walking through this list of assessments that I use on a regular basis. And I hope this is helpful. Um, the first is I use a DISC assessment, D-I-S-C. It's a personality assessment that is best used to identify how someone prefers to communicate, to collaborate, and their preferred work style. Most organizations that do pre-hire assessments use some form of personality assessment. Unfortunately, personality is not a primary predictor of success. Please keep that in mind because all of these assessments that are out there that are based in personality and they're all very slickly packaged (laughs) to sell. Many of these organizations are more about being a sales organization than an assessment organization. Um, But the reason I say that is no one assessment and personality is by far the most popular type of assessment out there. No one assessment is going to give you the best information and a holistic view of an individual, whether it's in pre-hire or for development purposes. That's an important point. This is why you're going to hear the different assessments that I use. So that's the first one, a personality assessment. Second is EQ, emotional quotient that measures emotional intelligence. These are competencies that are key for leading yourself, leading others, functioning well in life and work. This has been the most predictive assessment I have found related to success until now. I will still use these assessments because they measure a unique skill set that is critical to success and is the foundation of most soft skills. Great value in EQ assessments, especially those who are created in a way that provide different insights and and a, a clear view of what emotional intelligence skills look like. Related to that, I have created an assessment called EQ Fit. What is that? It's an assessment that measures how a person is showing up to influence other people. It's proven very valuable for leaders, salespeople, coaches, consultants, teachers, ministers, and really so many other roles in life and work. Knowing how you are trying to influence other people and then understanding what they need to be influenced That's a huge advantage. The next one are brain profiles. How somebody processes information and their primary brain talents. These are very helpful in showing people how they work through decision making, how they think about things, how they process information that comes into their brain. The next is cognitive measures. These are not IQ tests, but they're a measure of a person's capacity for higher thinking skills. What are those? Abstract reasoning, logical reasoning, numerical reasoning, spatial relationships, 
pattern recognition, and, and a variety of other skills, cognitive skills. These are about the speed and accuracy someone has in a specific cognitive function. Then there's mindsets. This is a recent addition to my assessment toolbox. It provides a much deeper look into what motivates a person in three critical categories, the objective, the subjective, and the beliefs. The combination of six different measures provides excellent insight into how an individual approaches tasks, people, and communication. Trust. I actually have two different trust assessments I use. One focuses on a person's trust style, so how they show up to build trust with other people based on three pillars of trust. And that comes out of the trust style inventory by organizational soul. And then the second one is an extensive and proprietary assessment of trust factors created by Dr. Chuck Coker at LifeThrive. These are unique assessments to measure someone's trust style and then measure the deeper elements that make up trust and how someone sees themselves and builds trust with others. Then there's the coachability index. Again, this is from LifeThrive and Dr. Chuck Coker. The coachability index is a measure of nine different elements that determine how open and willing a person is to being coached. There is also a measure, an overall measure of coachability or a person's attitude toward being coached. Then there's another assessment I use called response to conflict. This is another proprietary assessment from LifeThrive and Dr. Chuck Coker. This is a unique assessment identifying a person's responses to conflict in priority order from their strongest or the most utilized response to conflict that they have to their least utilized response to conflict. This is an incredibly helpful insight because one of the biggest issues with people either in life or at work is do they have the crucial conversations they need to have? Do they give the feedback they need to give? How do they deal with conflict in their lives? Great, great assessment. Then I have a soft skills assessment. Soft skills are critical to succeeding in our world today. With the increase in technology, the remote workplace, and accelerating pace of change, Soft skills are the key to success in most roles and in life. Then I have some organizational assessments that I use extensively. I have Leadership 360s. This is a 360 where other people are included in participating in these assessments to give a leader an understanding 
of how their leadership is showing up for other people. And it gives them great feedback so they can identify their strengths to leverage and their gaps to develop. Then we have team assessments. I actually have several different types of team assessments, and I I won't break all of those down, but you can figure out that the point of those is how do we help build strong, high-functioning teams? And we can do it from many different perspectives. And when I say perspectives in the essence of assessments, I want you to think about different sciences. I'm going to be using that term, different sciences. Is it personality or is it mindset or is it emotional intelligence or is it something different? And then we also have organizational climate surveys, which is a type of assessment measuring the key factors in organizational health and vitality to help organizations grow in healthy and productive ways. That also helps to foster engagement, productivity, and well-being throughout the organization. These are a lot of assessments, aren't they? <laughs> I, I do have some others that I use for very specific purposes, but... The ones that I've mentioned are the ones that I use most often. I know, wow, right? (laughs) No, I don't use all of these assessments on every person or in every situation. Think of it as mixing the right sciences to get the right insights. So why all of these assessments? Well, here's the key phrase. No one assessment is a magic bullet. You cannot use one assessment to really understand who somebody is, whether that's for a selection process where you're hiring, whether it's for a development process, both personally and professionally. It's just common sense, right? It doesn't make any sense that you would only look at one facet of a diamond instead of looking at all the facets of a diamond. If we're going to assess people, then it is incumbent on us to take it seriously since assessments are used to make important decisions about people, either ourselves or other people. So what do I mean by take it seriously? Do it right. Don't just go get something off the internet that's free and just think that's going to be the answer. Don't just use one assessment that's personality-based and go, oh my gosh, that's the one. You know, if you're not a this or if you're not a that, we don't want you. That is a road to problems. And I've seen it over and over in organizations. They get enamored of a specific assessment and they get fixated on it. And down the road, it does not play out very well. And I know you may be listening to this going, well, we only use one assessment and it's X assessment and we seem to be doing okay. Well, good for you. But how much do you really know about that person? And how much can you really help them when you only have a very small window to see them? That's what one assessment does.
So we want to treat people with respect and provide the best possible experience when we use assessments. I kind of have a a sequence here I'm going to read to you. The right assessments, and that's plural, gives you good validated data, which gives you better insights, which gives you the best decisions, which gives you the right path forward, which gives you the outcomes you desire. That is the pathway that we want. So let's go back now. I haven't talked about that new assessment I'm so excited about. It's called Habit Story. So why would I add one more assessment to my already robust assessment toolbox? Well, let me give you several reasons. And again, bear with me because it's very new and I'm trying to explain it in the best way that I can. Number one, it's an assessment that is truly predictive of success. I heard in the certification predictive up to an 88% level. There's nothing else that's even close to that. Number two, the report is the nexus of a combination of sciences and measures that provides insight beyond any other assessment I have seen. Of course, this is my opinion, and and I'll share that openly. But I've been doing this for a very long time and have researched most available assessments. I'm always researching assessments to find the best possible assessments. Because here's the deal. I want to really help people. That is my passion. And I do it through helping people develop really good mirrors so they can see themselves in those mirrors. And those mirrors through assessments are a look at the inside of people, not the outside. And that's so critical that we provide the very best insight into people, behaviors, competencies, everything that makes a person either successful or not successful in life and work. Okay, habit story. Number three, every measure and part of the report has been carefully crafted to provide deep insight, but with easily understood language and graphics. By the way, when it comes to assessments, that is not easy to do. I was extremely impressed with what I saw in the reports. Here's the way I think of it. If I can't show a report to someone who can read it, look at it, and clearly understand it for themselves without all of my professional experience and translation that goes with it, then it's going to be more difficult for them to really get as much out of it as they can. Well, this assessment has done an amazing job in providing information in a way that's understandable to those who are not long-time assessment professionals like myself. Yes, habit story 
you do have to have a certified assessment professional uh, to get the assessment, which is somebody like me. But, you know, that just adds more value because I can start to bring in how that relates and how it correlates with other data and how it fits with other assessments that may be used. Number four, to get something close to the same level of insight, I would need to use a minimum of four different assessments plus my 35 plus years of experience. I would have to correlate the data, then try to explain the results to people who are unfamiliar with psychometric terminology. I love doing this. I mean, that is my world and I love it. But if you have an assessment and a report like Habit Story that makes the process so much more practical and valuable because it's easier to understand, that's, that, that moves things further faster. And it allows for much more clarity. Clarity is kind of a difficult thing to find in our world today. Number five, one of the key measures is exactly what the name of the assessment suggests. It measures habits. But it doesn't stop there. It also measures the driving forces behind those habits and then breaks those down into their component parts. So it really is a roadmap to understand if there's something about you that you want to change, we can go right to the heart of the issue and identify what that is. That is rare when it comes to assessments. The driving forces include the emotional aspects and what we do with them. It's an amazing mix of sciences in this habit story assessment and the report. Number six, it measures things we simply cannot measure through any other assessment. Those things are foundational to hiring the right candidates, providing more effective personal and professional development, and getting to the heart of challenges more rapidly for more efficient and timely solutions. By now, you probably figured out that I'm really excited about this. And it's not just me geeking out on the amazing science in this thing. I think I've only used the term game-changing with one other assessment I've ever used, and that's EQ or emotional intelligence. Habit story is even more predictive and valuable. Why? because I can already see how much it will help people improve their lives, their work, their teams, their organizations. That is my calling. And now I have a tool that is worthy of moving my work to a whole new level. But in reality, this is not about me. This is a tool that's going to change lives for the better. I hope you'll explore this new opportunity with me. Thank you for joining us for this episode. If you have any questions about this week's episode, or maybe a suggestion for future episodes you'd like us to explore, 
please contact us through our website at eqfit.org. For more information and inspiration, connect with us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and YouTube at EQFit.